superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Let me see you put your hands up now. 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 With guest host, Ryan Leaf. Been listening to you guys since day one. You guys are phenomenal. Attaboy. Um, just keep getting better like fine wine. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Today's guests. SI senior NBA writer, Howard Beck. Bleacher Report NFL draft analyst, Connor Rogers. Commander's defensive end, Chase Young. Plus, Oregon defensive end, Kayvon Thibodeau. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Ryan Leaf. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the Rich Eisen Show. It is draft week, which means our faithful host, Rich Eisen, is in Las Vegas. Yeah. Pulling his NFL network duty. And that means the reliever, right arm, gets called in. Uh, and away we go. We did this a year ago, if you guys recall correctly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was awesome. We did the draft. Um, a big show for us, of course. We got uh, the NBA playoffs are right in the midst of it. Uh, Howard Beck's going to join us. He's the Sports Illustrated senior NBA writer. He'll join us in about oh, 19 minutes or so. And then um, at the top of the second hour, Connor Rogers, Bleacher Report draft analyst. He's going to go dive deep into what we should expect tomorrow night. Back in my day, right? It was on a Saturday and Sunday. Right. Three rounds on Saturday, four rounds on Sunday. In my day. That's about what it is. It was. Tw- <laughs> it will be 24 years ago this year, by the way, everybody. Old man. Old man river here. You can see the, you can see the gray. You can see the gray in the beard here. Um, and then uh, in the final hour, we got a couple um, tremendous defensive ends, right? First one from the Washington Commanders. Chase Young's going to join us, uh, talk about his experience at the draft and what to expect from Washington this year. And then to close out the show, um, we're going to have Kayvon Thibodeau, Oregon defensive end. Um, Before the season started, uh, prohibitive favorite to be the number one overall draft pick. He slid a little bit. We'll talk to him about why that slide may have happened. And then Rich is going to join us from Vegas for the last part of the show, kind of let us know what's going on. Um, wondering if he's worried about uh, you know getting wet. I don't know where where his setup's going to be set up there uh, at the Bellagio Fountains. I just know that at some point somebody has to go in the water. One person's going to be drafted. A huge offensive lineman's going to be jubilant and go over the top. And when he's hugging Roger Goodell, they're both going to go in. <laughs> we can only hope, right? I mean, that's what that's what 
That's what TV. That's what ESPN's like. Oh, oh God, we need that. We need that. Like, please, please, we, someone jump into the fountain. We need an Ezekiel Elliott moment where he has his shirt rolled up so you can see his abs. Half shirt. Maybe, maybe guys just come walking on stage in a very Cabana-like bathing suit with a, and they just go in. What if someone's dressed as like one of the showgirls, Mike, or like face paint, like the Blue Man, no, or, or the Blue like, Man Group, or you the Jabberwockies, like a mask? I want all of it. I want the full Vegas experience. I want somebody dressed up like Elvis after in, Elvis, in Wayne Newton, the Osmonds. How Who about <laughs> how about is, do you think Clint there's a Holmes. do you think somebody gets drafted and he's just got hundreds in his hand Sinatra. and he makes it rain out there? Yeah, yeah, strip club oh, style. Yeah. He's doing the dice move too much. I want someone to walk out with Wayne Newton after they get drafted. Like you know, have him accompany them to the park. are the are Siegfried and Roy's. I know they're no longer with us, right? Are the Tigers still available? Can we get one of them out there? <laughs> is Mike Tyson around? How about Carrot Top? <laughs> yes. Yes. Carrot Top's more jacked than most of these players. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, his name's Scott Thompson, by the way, Carrot Top. You just ruined that for me. Spent a ton of time uh, when I was going to Vegas in the past, <laughs> going to his shows, hanging out with him. One night I took my dad and my brother down after the show. We hung out with him. Of course. Yeah. You, you kill, kicking it with Carrot Top? Yeah, kicking it with Carrot Top <laughs> in Vegas. Well, that's a pretty good fantasy name. Was he jacked back then? Oh, God, yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, all he had to do was wake up every morning, go down to the MGM gym. He stayed up in the, one of the, the high-rise, uh, you know, like villas, uh, penthouses. You know, wake up, go down to the gym, get jacked, do two shows every night. <laughs> you know? Early show, late show. Did he, did, his, did he have a separate room for all of his props? Uh, they, were, they were all in the back there, yeah. I mean, okay. any of you who don't know, Carrot Top is a prop comic. You know, prop everything comic. he does has prop um, parts of it and so it, it was a fun show but I, I i digress vegas is very uh interesting it was a mainstay for me first trip ever to vegas after our fifth game of the season uh, well first trip as a professional football player i was gonna say you had a very yeah, famous you, vegas yeah. trip. which we will get to we will get to a like, little bit later when we get into ryan ryan's story time about my draft experience um rodney harrison my teammate with with san diego at the time he was of course, the all-pro safety. We had just gotten beat by the Oakland Raiders in a okay. in a incredibly you know difficult game. Right, we we played poorly. They played poorly. Ton of punts. Uh, we had a chance. We get beat. We are now two and three. I have lost my last three games after my two and zero oh start. Rodney and I. He goes, "Let's go. Let's go blow, blow off some steam. Let's fly to Vegas." So we just jump on a quick flight. We go to Vegas. PJ? Uh, no. Okay. No. Uh, either Southwest or America West at the time. I, I really think it was Southwest. Um, I didn't know PJs were really available to me at the time. <laughs> I didn't fully understand that. I figured it out later, and that cost me a lot of money. Worst investment ever is going on private jets wherever you go. Don't do it, people. Don't do it. Have somebody else pay for it, then go. Um, <laughs> it's a ride. We fly to Vegas, and we uh, he introduces me to his host. There's, he has a host at the MGM Grand. Well, this host is there to give you whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You can ask for a marker, which is a, a credit line, essentially. They gave me $5,000, right? Ooh. So I have $5,000 in chips. That's a, That's a lot of money, right? A lot, a lot of money. Love that. And um, we start gambling. And we start winning everything. I turned 5000 into $125,000 that night. What? Yes. There was this girl that was sitting there watching us play. She was so nervous because at one point in the night when we had won a lot, we had all like six spots 
plane at like 5,000 a hand and just rolling. And so at the end of the night, right, we go cash out. They pay me in cash, but it's still wrapped up in like the block, the cellophane, the blocks. It's a block of cash. $125,000 before 9-11. There's no, like, the security and everything like yeah, that. you could just take that on an airplane back then. Yes. <laughs> I will get to that in a moment. Oh, God, I didn't mean to ruin it. I'll get to that in a moment. We go to bed at, like, you know, we go out and have a good time. We get to bed at, like, 2 or, or 3 in the morning. He says we got breakfast and we're going to go get massages Tuesday morning. We wake up, dun-a-dun, dun-a-dun, ESPN, right, Sports Center. The Chargers fire Kevin Gilbride, the head coach. My, my head coach for my rookie year, oh, five games in. So I, I don't know what, I mean, we're sitting there and I don't know what to think, you know, and he's just, you know, Roddy was like, okay with it, I believe, because he, he didn't, didn't necessarily like Coach Gilbride as much as uh, I did because he was an offensive-minded coach. But so now we're dealing with that. So now we go through the day and I don't know what to do and the media is reaching out and we go to get on the plane and I'm like, I brought a duffel bag pretty much of clothes. So we take this brick of cash and we put it in the duffel bag <laughs> and just carry it on the plane. So it goes through the security thing. So the people are in the x-ray is like, what is that? What, what is that? Is that like a block of marijuana? What, what is that? And, you know, they spot, stop it, pull it out, and they pull out this big old cellophane thing of $125,000 in cash. <laughs> wow. The world I lived in. And... <laughs> That money went into the safe in the house. I put it in the safe, and it paid. Now, now that money is outstanding for, for the Vegas casino. They want it back, right? They, they, they know it's a, uh, the bottom line of it, and so out. they keep reaching out saying, hey, come on over. Come on back. Come on back. <laughs> hey. We'll put you up here. That money sat in that safe, and for probably the next five years, it paid for my Vegas trips. I would just grab a stack wow. and go. <laughs> and And... And, you know, and there were nights where I had some bad nights losing, but I just, I never actually went back into that brick of cash and ever, it paid for five years of cash. Just sat there in the, in the safe. Man, that's good. IRS. I don't know if you know about that. I don't know if that means anything. I don't even know. Yeah. I think it's too late now. Rodney and I did have an idea though. We were going to go to the Range Rover dealership and buy a, uh, a blue and yellow one and put put LV one and LV two on it. (laughs) And I was just gonna pay for it in cash. We didn't. We didn't end up doing that, but we had we had a funny uh, idea about that. So Vegas is very like interesting, right? Went to a bunch of fights uh, in Vegas, fight night, um, and the draft now is in Vegas. If you guys remember, a few years ago, no one wanted even to be associated with Vegas. They didn't want to have any form of gambling around the NFL, even the fantasy side of it. No, no. And now we have a team in Vegas, right? The NFL draft is in Vegas. Everything that is uh, the NFL, uh, I think uh, ESPN's put in a a uh, a studio there with with Caesar's Palace um, for all the betting shows and things that are coming along with it. So I mean, it's become very second nature. And now, tonight, uh, tomorrow night, we get the uh, the NFL draft in Las Vegas. It should be a spectacle. Yeah, pretty psyched. I mean, we were kind of you know, making jokes about who we want to see uh, earlier, but uh, I- I'm actually kind of not kidding about that. Like, I, now that it's here, we have a team. There's official betting partners and all that stuff. Like, the cat's out of the bag. The toothpaste is out of the tube. Like, let's go all out. I- I'm really excited to see what the league and what the city does because I love going to Vegas. I go all the time. 
Uh, Mike, TJ, we love going. It's fun. It's a fun town. It's a super quick flight from Los Angeles. And so I'm just really excited at what the spectacle, like you said, is going to be because uh, anything you can possibly imagine can happen in Las Vegas. Like they can literally make that happen. So, I haven't been in. Tw- I, I haven't been in about twelve years. So it's. Uh, Do you want to go tomorrow after the show? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. No. I got to do I got to do radio tomorrow afternoon. Oh, yeah. Dang it. All right. Um I like the fact that I'm working around the NFL draft and uh and not not being the the punchline of the NFL draft, you know? Like I'm on NFL radio and I'm on the Rich Eisen show yeah. talking about the draft. Yeah, though though for some it's probably still a punchline because, you know, why not? Um well, it's people. Yeah. It's it's human nature, right? Yeah. We poke you, it. We poke it. But you've uh, been a good sport. You can take it now. Thanks, buddy. I'm glad I've been a good sport. <laughs> if you know, if if on my tombstone they write Ryan Leaf, he was a good. Sport. He was a good sport. He was a good sport. <laughs> I think that I, I'll I'll be okay. I'll be okay with that one. You know, I'll, I'll be okay with that one. Um, we're gonna talk with Howard Beck here in about you know eight minutes or so around the NBA. We saw some. Um, Spectacular moments last night. Oh, baby. Did we ever. Uh, ja Morant. Ja, baby. Scores the last 13 points in that game, and the Minnesota Timberwolves once again blow a lead. Um, what, what's your guys' opinion of, of the, the team that sneaks into the playoffs, the Minnesota Timberwolves, celebrate like they just won the NBA championship? Yep. And then, like during this process, the swagger of which they play with, right? You know, Carl Anthony Towns buries that three to go up thirteen as it's just shushing the crowd, you know. It's and he does it he does it in a way like I don't know if these guys have ever stood in front of the mirror and like did the shush thing because it's way too high. It's like they're going high. It, it's it's like it's on the bridge of their nose. <laughs> I mean, there has to be some due diligence behind the the shushing thing. It, I like it, that that's what you're pointing right? out. About I never that. even thought about that. I didn't either. I mean, it, it was it was odd for me. You know, it's just like ah, like <laughs> gotcha. I, he's doing a lo- if, if, if he's doing a loser yeah. one, if he's doing an L, it's got to be much higher, right? <laughs> That's true. It's got to be on your forehead. Either way, either way, they blow another lead, and uh, the Memphis Grizzlies go up three to two. Also, also, I don't know if you guys heard at the end. You know, the the movie Hustle and Flow, right? Mm. Great, great film uh, about this um, yeah, character who, who plays a pimp. <laughs> right, but wants to come up in the rap game, <laughs> right? And they come up with a they come up with a song, you know, and it became this like this mep. So when they bury that bucket and as they go away, like the whole arena is just yelling out, "Whoop, whoop that, that trick, get him, get him, that trick, get him, whoop that trick." And I just and I'm driving into work today, and I'm listening to. Uh, uh, Frank Isola on uh, NBA Sirius XM radio and you hear those words come out of Frank Isola's mouth and I'm just like this is hilarious <laughs> this, is, this is exactly the, the radio I needed coming into the show today so we're going to talk to Howard Beck here uh, in just a few minutes uh, about all thing in the NBA playoffs and then we're going to dive dive deep into the NBA draft for the rest of the hour and then tomorrow another great show uh, leading into the first round of the NBA draft um, glad to be back. Good to um, see you, bud. We'll have some uh, we'll have some Ryan story time around his draft experience. As I just talked about myself in the third person, I'm weird. Um, but when we come <laughs> back, NBA playoff time. You're listening to the Rich Eisen show. 
I'm Ryan Lee filling in for Rich. Uh, we'll be we'll be right back. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50%. On the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung. And that means spring cleaning. Or at least... The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Welcome back, everybody, to the Rich Eisen Show. Ryan Leaf here, filling in for Rich, who's in Las Vegas, taking care of his duties as host of NFL Network's draft coverage. But before we dive into the draft, um, the NBA playoffs starting to heat up, right? Um, and, and some, some, you know, surprises. Brockman's certainly happy with the Celtics sweep of the Nets. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit more. But, but uh, our next guest is uh, Howard Beck, uh, senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated. He joins us here. Howard, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hey, Ryan. Good. How are you? It's good to hear from you again. Um, first off, uh, John Morant's finish, uh, you know, versus or uh, up against the Timberwolves collapse again with a lead. What, what, what did you think about that performance, especially after the slow start for him and then the finish that he had to get this team up 3-2? I mean, you know, we're all going to be talking about that dunk alone at the end of the third for forever for for the rest of time um but then the game-winning basket it just showed all of his acrobatic uh, athleticism his coordination uh and just his gutsiness besides that was a really tough uh drive that was a tough shot and so um this is how stars are made in this league. In the NBA, whatever you do during the regular season, and, and he was performing like an MVP for a lot of the season, but he missed too much of it to really be in the race at the end. But what we saw, you know, what you see in the playoffs is what defines you. And what we saw of John Morant uh, last night was one of those signature performances that, that tells you, you know, I'm not just a, a great aerial show, though he is. Uh, I'm not just a highlight reel, though he is. 
Um, but he can make winning plays. And it was, as I say, a, a gutsy move, um, an incredible move, one that not too many guys could have pulled off. And now the Grizzlies are, are in the driver's seat. I think the status, you know, when you know these series are tied, if the, the team that wins game five goes on to win the series about 85% of the time. So the Grizzlies are in good shape. Uh, the Timberwolves on, on the other side of that coin, right? They continue to blow leads. Um, I've heard some people talk about how this is because they're so young, an incredible learning experience, uh, but that's not going to play into what happens this year. How do you view the Timberwolves getting into the playoffs first off and then the performances late in these matchups? Well, yeah, I mean, look, when, when a team doesn't have a lot of playoff experience and the Timberwolves, you know, have very little to speak of uh, as a unit, then it's fair to talk about lack of experience. It's fair to talk about youth. Um, you know, I mean, that said, Anthony Towns is, what, 26, 27 now? I mean, he's been in the league for a while. Right. Um, he's 26. He's, you know, it, it, this is... I, I, I'm, I, over time, I get less patient with a guy. Like, you know, you're in your early 20s, it's one thing. Um, he's, he's in his prime now. And, you know, D'Angelo Russell is, you know, right there in his mid-20s. Um, they do rely a lot on Anthony Edwards, who, of course, is second-year player, you know, 20 years old. Um, they've got a few vets around. But, yeah, I mean, look, the core group is young-ish, and it's their first time in the playoffs together. We could chalk it up to some of that. Uh, you know, we could say that, that maybe the, the Grizzlies are just a little bit more sound in who they are and maybe a little bit tougher. Um, I, I think that is a, a fair observation as well. But, you know, I think the, 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 for the Timberwolves, assuming that, you know, if they, were, if they lose this series, which is what you would expect anyway, I mean, they were the sixth seed uh, coming in, um, I, I think that this is – this is this is a solid start on on what they can become, and it was not that long ago that we were talking about is Carl Anthony Towns going to be one of the next stars to force his way out? Um, excuse me, misspoke. Seven seed. So they come in as a seven seed, and this is the, this is the usual path in the NBA. You're going to come in as as one of the lower seeds of the young team. That's step one. You get knocked out in the first round. That's what we expect of seven and eight seeds. And then you come back the next year and you and you build on that. And the last time the Timberwolves broke broke through a few years ago under under Tom Thibodeau and Jimmy Butler, it was short lived because they you know, Jimmy Butler wanted out and that was the end of that. Um, this feels a little bit more sustainable, obviously, with a in his prime Carl Anthony Towns and a very young and spectacular Anthony Edwards. Speaking with senior NBA writer from Sports Illustrated Howard Beck. Uh, the Phoenix Suns, they seem to grasp uh, control of that series, one that they've it felt for a little while while it was slipping away a little bit. The loss of Devin Booker, but Mikel Bridges last night uh, just played outstanding. DeAndre Ayton, as well as Chris Paul. Is this Suns team righted the ship, and are they going to move on with the next game, or is this going to go to seven? I got a feeling it's going seven. I've been really impressed by the Pelicans, and that's a, that's a tough team. And, and C.J. McCollum, um, I think, has added some stability there and, and obviously brought a lot of leadership as well. Brandon Ingram has been spectacular, one of the best players in this postseason so far. And you know, the toughness that we've seen from Herb Jones, the rookie, who's, whose defense has been just, just incredible, um, you know, they're, I, I think they're too tough to just go away. Um, and especially if the Suns are not going to have uh, Devin Booker back, and I don't, I don't know what the latest there is. I'm not out of that series, but um, you, I, I feel like the, you know, the, the, obviously the Suns should win the series. The Pelicans 
um, uh, you know, they've, they've shown us enough that I think that they can extend this. Is this a scenario where um, Devin Booker is such an important piece that uh, because normally, like you talked about, an eight seed versus a one seed, in fact, a one seed that dominated the regular season, is is this just a Devin Booker scenario? And if this teams and Monty Williams and uh, the organization feel like they can get through this series without testing Booker again, that's what they're going to do? Yeah, I mean, listen, um, the Suns went to the finals last year uh, on the strength of what I would consider to be more of an ensemble cast, right? Like, Devin Booker is... You know, an, an excellent player, uh, All NBA caliber player. Chris Paul is a legend, is going to the Hall of Fame, but they don't have that one guy. And in, and in this case, that's actually proving to the to their benefit, right? The Bucks are you know incredibly reliant on Giannis, and you know the you know uh, you you go you go down the list: the Warriors and Steph Curry, um, the, the the Celtics and Jason Tatum. The, the the Suns are built a little bit differently than that. They don't have that one guy who is the center of their universe. Booker is their most important scorer and their most complete scorer, but they're an ensemble cast, and I think that that's made it a little bit easier to weather the storm, um, especially you know given it is a one eight matchup. You know, in, in the next round. You know, it, it presumably would get a little tougher. Or if they were facing, you know, a, a team that's as stocked as the Warriors right now, it would certainly be a lot tougher. But I think they can weather this because with between Chris Paul's playmaking and, you know, we saw the shooting from Bridges last night. We know that they're tough defensively. We know they've got a lot of shooting in general. They've got size. They've got uh, versatility. DeAndre Ayton can carry you for stretches. They have enough to kind of get through, a, a, you know, a one-eight matchup. But again, I don't think that like the Pelicans aren't your typical number eight seed. Either. Yeah, you know, they, that team changed quite a bit when they made the trade for McCollum and, and Larry Nance Jr. And you know, we're we're seeing how tough that team is. Yeah, they're given they're given a team that I thought was had a, a pathway to the to the finals uh, a heck of a time. Uh, another series that has tightened up. Uh, the Sixers, of course, up three zero, and then have dropped two consecutive to the Raptors. Um, Joel Embiid, the, the injury to his hand. Where, where is this, this, this series shaping up to be? Can, and, and the Doc Rivers conversation is still out there, right? Three, you know, losing 3-3-1 series. Now they're up 3-0. They went to 3-1. This is, this is right in the wheelhouse for everybody to talk about. Where are we at with this series? And, and how are the Sixers going to cough it up? My question for the Sixers is, where is James Harden? I mean, yeah. you know, look, they, this was one of the defining moves of the season was swapping Ben Simmons for James Harden and Daryl Morey going and getting his guy again. And, you know, I, Joel Embiid has had an excellent series despite the hand injury, but the hand is not going to get any better. We know he needs off-season surgery for it. And that's going to, you know, uh, present some, some troubles and some limitations perhaps. Um They've got some other firepower there with, you know, Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris. But, I mean, James Harden. James Harden is the guy who you, you went and, and, you know, sold the sun and the moon and everything else to go get. And he is supposed to be the guy that you ride if your other star, Joel Embiid, can't do it at the same level because of the injury or just to take some of the pressure off of him and, and to balance the offense a little bit. And this has been a fairly ho-hum series for James Harden. And, you know, people talk about Doc Rivers, the 3-1. There's a lot of nuance to that that, that gets <laughs> lost. I, I, won't, I won't bother with, with that defense of Doc Rivers. Um, it's about the players in the end, and James Harden has a, 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 a horrific postseason record in games that matter. So, uh, 
you know, we know that no team has ever come back from 3-0 and won a series, but a couple have gotten it to six or seven games. And this one looks like, again, the, 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 the Raptors are the same way I talked about the Pelicans. Um, the, the Raptors are tough. and They're really balanced. Uh, they're a bunch of interchangeable parts. They play their butts off defensively, and they got a lot of length, and they can, they can cause you troubles. And, you know, um, game six is in Toronto where Matisse Thibault from the Sixers can't play because he's not fully vaccinated. Uh, you know, it's not going to surprise me in the least now if this goes seven. Um, I had actually picked Toronto in six. That was my one bold pick before the series started. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think anybody saw it going the way it did, going down 3-0 and then winning the next two. But if they make this a series, I, I'm not going to be entirely shocked. No, I mean, prophetic for sure if they are able to find a way to get it done. Uh, managing a couple games from tonight, in particular the Bulls, um, this team, of course, heading into the All-Star break was the best team in the East. The injuries hadn't necessarily mounted up, but now they are uh, at full force, right? Caruso and Levine are not going to be able to go tonight because of those injuries. Um, is this Bulls team uh, just a, a product of, of, of being hit with, with the injury bug, or is this a team that just, under Billy Donovan, hasn't quite figured out how to close the gap in the East? No, I, th- I think this is, you know, like Billy Donovan's done a great job. Their front office has done a pretty pretty good job as well. You know, uh, reloading this past offseason with DeRozan and Caruso and Lonzo Ball, who, of course, hasn't played in, in months now right. because of his injury. Um, if they were a whole, it's, they're, you know, they're not a team I would have picked to beat the Bucks anyway, but we saw what they could do early in the season. And, you know, they were probably, you know, a, a little ahead of themselves. I don't think they were quite as – they were never destined to be as great as they looked in November, December, but at full strength with ball, with Caruso, um, this team obviously is, is more than respectable. Um, I never saw them as title contenders. I didn't think they were going to be a team that was going to make a lot of noise in the East in, in the playoffs because you had too many established powers there between the Celtics and the Bucks. And, you know, the Nets, if they ever pulled it together, which, of course, they didn't. But the Sixers, there's, you know, the Heat, there's just a lot of, of established teams. And so the Bulls are going to end up essentially where they probably always were expected to, which is, you know, a team that's had a, a breakthrough season. They're a playoff team again. Um, it's been a fun ride. But, yeah, they're losing guys at the, obviously the, the exact wrong time. And, you know, going in without Zach Levine, who's in health and safety protocols, COVID, um, and Caruso, he's in concussion protocols. They've checked off every every, every box. Of protocols the NBA's got. So um, it, it's, it, it was a nice ride, Chicago. But, yeah, the, the, this, is, uh, this is the Bucks series to close. All right. Before we get you out of here, we're speaking with Howard Beck, senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated. Uh, the Golden State Warriors, uh, they have a chance to close it out tonight as well. Uh, their first time back to the playoffs in, in some time. Everybody seems to be relatively healthy. Um, you know, their 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 most likely opponent would be if Memphis keeps it up, Memphis in the second round. Um, you know, where where do we see this Golden State Warriors team and and do they have the wherewithal to to come out of the West? I, I was saying it all season. Um if they got healthy and if they could be healthy in the postseason, they had as good a shot as anybody. And that's no disrespect to the Suns or anybody else, but you know, this is more just out of respect for what the Warriors are and who they've been. And I know everybody after a two year interlude here is kind of ready to kind of you know move on from them. But 
uh, and when we got to the postseason with you know Steph Curry, you know being on the minutes restriction and having the foot injury, that raised another question. But Steph, even playing off the bench in limited minutes, has looked like Steph. And Clay Thompson's looking pretty close to the Clay Thompson we used to see before he had the ACL and Achilles injuries. Draymond Green is, is playing his butt off. Uh, he needs to stay on the floor, obviously. Um, and their young guys have been excellent. And Jordan Poole has just been, you know, phenomenal. He should have been. He should have won Most Improved Player. He was top of my ballot, but we don't need to go there. Um, <laughs> they are they're deep, they're talented, and they've got a championship core still there. I think the Warriors can go all the way again. Well, I like to hear that. Anytime you have a, a Washington State alumnus there and Clay Thompson, I'm, I'm rooting for them. <laughs> all Howard, uh, thanks for taking the time. Really appreciate it. You're always great. Fill, fill it up with uh, all, the, all the info I need for my NBA playoffs. Howard Beck, everybody. Thanks for joining the show. Appreciate it, Ryan. Thank you. Howard Beck, senior writer for the NBA for Sports Illustrated. Um, pretty straightforward. Uh, I the idea of him uh, um, picking the, the Raptors, I don't think a lot of people would have probably had that. But, I mean, once again, he was right on. James Harden has just disappeared in these playoffs. And you can't, you know, ride Joel Embiid all the way. I mean, he's he's been a big part of this. But um, how big of an upset would this be if Toronto knocks off Philly? Because... You know, I think a lot of people thought Philly was a, the, the team in the East that could really make some noise. Well, I mean, it's, it would be the biggest, uh, you know, kind of joke in NBA history. No one's ever blown a 3-0. Uh, as Howard alluded to, the Doc's history with 3-1 leads. But, yeah, we've been talking about that kind of all week. Uh, TJ, you want to give us your nervous scale on a 1-10? to uh, Getting ready for Game 6? Well, you know, I initially picked Sixers and Six, right? right so I right. feel you would You're think on track. I would, yeah, I'm on track. You would think I would feel good because my prediction could come to fruition. But Ryan, I don't feel good. I'm, I'm a little bit nervous. I mean, that's a big thumb on Joel Embiid's big body, and you know, it's very obvious that it's hurting him. It's affecting the way he just. If you see him just trying to corral the ball, just to hold it and catch it, sometimes you can tell he just doesn't. There's it's off. And it's an incredibly important appendage. Very. And the way that James Harden is just not the James Harden that I was expecting. I don't think he's the James Harden that anyone was expecting. And it's it's tough. And as a Sixer fan, yeah, I'm I'm definitely nervous that uh I, I don't even want to put that thought in the universe, but yeah, well, I'm nervous, man. Let's let's yeah. say that let's say the nervousness, which I fully understand exists, but I mean you you gotta you gotta feel like is it just I need him to get out of the first round? I know that, that this isn't sustainable because of the injury and because of the play. Or, or or do you have hope that if they do get out of the first round, James Harden picks it up? Maybe maybe they get some some rehab on that on that thumb and and we start moving in the direction. Or like I have the feeling that even if they get out of the first round, it's like, I'm just like you know it it's it's going to end in the second round in the semis. So yeah. it's it's. I always want to play the role of like super fan here on the right. show, right? And I'm going to tell you, yeah, I always think my teams are going to do well. But if you're going to ask me honestly, yeah, I'm a little worried. I, I feel like getting out of this first has to happen. You, you can live with losing the next round. You don't get out of this first round. There's going to be a problem. Um, especially, but, especially because they were up 3-0. <laughs> especially because they were up 3-0. And, uh, you know, but Embiid needs surgery, right? I have to like come to the conclusion and be honest with myself. 
that this team is not going to win an NBA championship, right? I feel when we traded Curry, that was a really big mistake in terms of the makeup of this team. So I, I'm just hoping to get out of this first round. It's going to be tough to beat Miami, tough to even Milwaukee and Boston. I, I just don't think the Sixers really have a, a real shot to, to go to the championship. So too, TJ, and guy, if you go doomsday here, let's say Toronto does win this series, mm-hmm. right? Think about the dominoes that are going to fall here. Doc gets fired. Are they breaking up the team? Does Harden come back? Uh, who could they possibly move? You, you wouldn't think about trading Embiid, but I, everyone except him is probably on the table. Well, Maxi is probably uh, an Maxi is probably untouchable too. But a, a team might want him, so yeah. you would have to entertain, you know, two or three first round picks maybe for him. And Thibel's gone from like just just town and crowd favorite to. To, oh my Pariah. god, he's, he's unvaxxed. Like, oh my god. Yeah, but here's the thing: with, I got a real issue with that because he got the first two vac shots, and then he didn't get a booster. Is that? I'm pretty sure that's the situation, right? He didn't get the okay. booster. Well, shot. maybe he only got one of the shots. But it, it's like a I mean, if you, give you, I mean you, you were told to get the vaccine, and he got it. <laughs> so, but he didn't get all of them, so now he can't play. Well, because that makes Canada, no sense. Canada requires a whole different yeah, set, a, of, set hey, of rules. Whole different law. It's, different it's, 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 this is the, these last two years with everything that has gone on, it, you, just, you, you just don't know. And, you, and it's always something more. Like, how about this one, guys? Right, We were flying. Uh, I was up in, in Pullman, Washington, calling the um, Washington State spring game this year. On Del- and we were flying on Delta. So we get on the plane. Uh, on, on Delta, fly from Spokane to, to LAX, but once you land in LAX, when you walk off the plane, after you've not had a mask on the whole time, you have to put your mask on in the in the uh, airport in LAX. And vice versa. So, like, when we go to jump on a plane here in a couple of weeks, if it hasn't changed, mask up while in the airport, and then when you get on the plane, you can take it off, which is in a clo- more closed space. So, What's I don't know yeah. at this point, right? I don't know. I'm I'm... Just so despondent that that people haven't got to see this 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 mug for for the last two years, <laughs> unless I'm on the Rich Eisen show. So I'm wearing mine in the airplane. I don't care, man. Good for you. Yeah, people be coughing and stuff. I don't need all that, Ryan. Just help put the mask on. Yeah, I'm sick and tired of it. Um, all right, that's your NBA playoff conversation right now. Line of demarcation. It is all about the NFL draft from this point on. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, I'm Ryan Lee filling in for Rich. Uh, We'll be right back here with the Rich Eisen Show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, Ryan Leaf here, filling in for Rich, who's in Vegas. 
um, anchoring all of NFL Network's draft coverage. Las Vegas, baby. Um, what a venue. What a venue for this year's NFL draft. Uh, they started moving it around the country a few years back. It's been a just an incredible hit. Of course, COVID threw a wrench in it. They had to do a virtual one a few years back. Roger Goodell from his basement. Um, <laughs> so weird. So weird. Um, but it, the last one, if you re- remember correctly, the last like blockbuster, gangbuster NFL draft for me was the Nashville spectacle, yeah, right? Yeah, Tennessee, 2019. It was unbelievable. The amount of fans, what a great city to host. And now uh, Las Vegas, where you get every fan possible, right? It's not, of course, there's the Las Vegas Raiders and you have that available, but every fan base is going to be re- represented within the NFL uh, in Vegas because everybody's visiting Vegas. And now you have an opportunity, right? Uh, just like anything, when you come to Vegas for trips, it's something the Pac-12 has done, right? The, the the men's and women's basketball tournaments for the Pac-12 conferences in Vegas, and now the football Pac-12 championship is in Las Vegas, right? It's become a central point for the Pac-12 conference, and they play that game on a Friday night. People fly in on a Friday morning, go to the game, and then spend the whole weekend in Vegas, right? It's become yeah. a, a destination, and this is another one of those deals. People come in Thursday morning and are going to stick through the weekend. Uh, great get for Las Vegas and a great get for the NFL. I expect that um, people are going to enjoy what what the NFL has to offer coming back kind of into the fold again. I was asked a question. I did this this thing on um, on Sunday night uh, around the draft, of course, and they were asking about the draft experience. And one of the questions, and I haven't got it that often, but it it's it's it makes sense. He asked me why these players who have never met Roger Goodell before in their life, um, why is it such a big spectacle? And they, I mean, they, they bromance hug Roger Goodell. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get it either. And I think we've caught, talked about this on the show before. Um, like the next time you see Roger Goodell, and maybe the only other time you see Roger Goodell, is if you were probably the MVP of the league. Mm-hmm. Or you're in trouble, and you got to come to the front office <laughs> right. to deal with something, right? Yep. Uh, your family is is usually the first people you hug. I was in the green room. My mom, my dad. Uh, I have a picture of it of of both of them embracing me when I when my name was announced as uh, as the second overall pick uh, to the San Diego Chargers, and then I hugged my agent, who of course was instrumental in, in getting me to where I was at, and then I. You know, went up to the the podium, and Paul Tagliabu at the time was the commissioner, and never met him before in my life. And right, I, I can't remember. I don't. I don't remember. I'd have to see the footage of whether or not I hugged him. <laughs> I don't think Paul Tagliabu was a big hugger. Doesn't seem like <laughs> he's not a hugger. There, me and and the owner of the San Diego Chargers here, uh, Alex Spanos, uh, as well as uh, Paul Tagliabu. Um, I have. For all of you listeners out there are waiting for the for the Ryan Leaf draft story, it's coming up here in about 10 minutes, okay? Yes. And it is a doozy. Yes. Yes. Private Jets, Bob Hope, VHS cassettes, screaming matches at my agent. I mean, it is that is what you call if you were a radio that's a tease. <laughs> that is a tease right there. Coming up in about 10 minutes, um, my draft story from 24 years ago. I was hosting NFL radio the other night. It was April 18th. Um 
It didn't even didn't even didn't even correlate it in my mind. I get a message on Instagram from a uh, uh, a follower and said, uh, "Just wanted to uh, you know wish you a, a good day on your anniversary. I know it can be a tough day." It was somebody I don't know at all, but and then I thought I'm like, "It is." I was April 18th. That's the day I was drafted. I hadn't thought about it oh, at wow. all. And it hadn't even crossed my mind. And usually it has in the past where like April's a tough month sometimes. Right. Um, it just is because no matter what, no matter what, no matter how many years removed from the NFL, I am the draft happens. It's a big deal. Um, draft mistakes are talked about all the time. Right. But the draft experience for me is one of the coolest days of my life. It's the most amazing day of my life. Right. I'm from Montana. There's only been one first-round draft pick ever before me. I don't know. If, 1953, I think it is. So I don't even know what that what that entails. Um, I, didn't, I, I didn't know what it was going to be like. I, there's no way I'm supposed to be here. My family's there. You know, it just was so surreal. Um, the experience, all of it, so much fun. Um, we're going to talk to Kayvon Thibodeau a little bit later today, and... That's one of the main things I'm going to reiterate with him. Like, whatever expectations exist, whatever disappointments, whatever, this day in itself is going to be one that's imprinted on you and your family for the remainder of your life, regardless of, of how your career goes or anything. Because this is, this is what every youngster who laces them up and Pop Warner puts a helmet on for the first time uh, in, in middle school to becoming a prep star, um, and has stars attached to him in terms of recruiting. This is what it's all about to get to this point to where you are drafted into the NFL where you get to, to, to venture on this, this journey as a professional football player. So everybody, all 21 individuals who were there in Las Vegas, all 32 players that will be drafted tomorrow night, enjoy every minute of it because it goes fast. It goes fast. I was literally there in the green room on stage, out of the mix in about 30 minutes on that draft day. All right, I found the video. It's on YouTube. Uh, I'll clip it and tweet it out. You're wearing a nice gray suit. Tommy Hilfiger. <laughs> nice gray suit. Custom custom done by Mr. Mr. Hilfiger. You're hugging everyone in the green room. It looks like your mom. There's one of your brothers. San Diego fans going nuts. By the way... First-round picks were 15 minutes back then. Yes. Yeah. 15 minutes back then. They took almost the full time to take you after Peyton goes one. So it looks like you're walking through kind of a long hallway, up some stairs. Yeah, Brock, when I think we're watching the same video, I'm a little ahead of you. And I love the fact that yeah. right before you leave the curtain, you and Charles Woodson have a little moment. <laughs> I see that here. That's pretty dope. Yeah, this is awesome. And then you just give uh, Paul Tagliabue a handshake. And yeah. And kind of like no hug. You put your arm on his shoulder, it looks like. Yeah, real quick. Okay, good. So there was there was a there was a. You grab the hat, you put the hat on. But you and Charles Woodson, you definitely had the you had the embrace and the hug and. Well, we, him and I had a lot of experience with one another, right? We were we were part of the the Heisman Trophy um, celebration, and then we played against each other in the Rose, in the Rose Bowl, Bowl. Yeah, for and he picked me off in the end zone. Um, I've never seen a guy jump so high to go get the ball, and then I knew. I didn't know at the time. I didn't know Oakland was going to draft him, but then ultimately they draft him, and I was going to go up against him twice a year. Is that Dean Spanos on stage too with you? I don't know. If, I'm sure Dean 
showed up there. Alex, of course, was the the patriarch. In the picture. Alex, that's who it yeah, is. Alex yeah, Alex was his dad. Um, He's handing you the jersey, and he yeah. hands me the jersey. Yeah. Uh, they had the the two. You know, we've talked about this before. The the Colts jersey that was prepared and ready in case Jim Mercey just said, you know, because he talked to us about this on the show before. Like, like I was told, don't pass on the Leaf kit. Yeah. So we had the jersey ready. They had a Leaf Colts jersey number sixteen ready. I got it years ago. It hangs in the Dan Patrick man cave now. By the way, I need to talk to Dan about that because I'm... I'm Let's get that back. It, well, it looks like we're moving, and I'm going to be sitting on my own man cave. Hey, you need that back. And yeah. and I I need it back. Yeah. I don't think you can get that back. Bro. I can get it back. <laughs> I don't know if you can get that back, right? You can't gift it and, and, and ask for I mean, it back. he could just go It was on loan. It. it was like okay. the Mona Lisa sitting in the Louvre, all right? <laughs> I don't know, man. I think once you hand that to me, it's kind of mine. Like once you bring in, me, like before Friday, when you give me your old Dallas Cowboys jersey that you have at home, which I'm sure you want to give to me, I can't give that back to you once you've already. Well, if I yeah. ask for it, you can't. He's I mean, so much bigger than everyone. He'll just take it. I mean, that's also a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a big reason why Dan hasn't had me back in a while. But he's like, I'm afraid he's going to take that jersey back. <laughs> By the way, you and you and Tagliabue were very just professional with the handshake. And the, yeah, was, there was yeah, no yeah, hug. Like, there thank was, you yeah, for signing like, your life insurance. Yeah. I was professional. Just I'm like this show. Just like this show, I'm we're professional. You guys Here don't on the like Rich it. I hug. I'm Ryan Leaf. We'll be right back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it was they, the the I went and got it fitted. They, Tommy Hilfiger made me two suits. Mm-hmm. He made me a draft day suit, and then he made me a uh, essentially like like a, a publicity shoot. Yeah. Uh, day after, day after, yeah. You got to go in your when tour. I went on David Letterman. Yep, right. All right, when I went on David Letterman, I had I wore the other Hilfiger suit. So um, those were the two suits. Um, it was. It was a. It was a great gray suit. It was a two-toned shirt underneath, a blue one with a white collar, and then a hill figure um, tie, and uh, yeah, fit really good. I was, you know, I thought I looked. I, I will say this. Um, my, I, my face had more like you know, I had more mass to me then. You were a big dude. Yeah. Listed two forty-five. I mean. That's what I was about. I'm okay. about, and today I'm about two. I'm about two forty-five today too, just proportioned differently. <laughs> we all are. Yeah, I think a lot more of is hanging in the uh, gravity is taken in over. the back um, love handle area. Yeah, yeah. I think a, a, it's a family family trade. We call them leaf handles. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. I need to. I need to turn the sound on. I'm just dying to hear what Joe Theismann is saying right now about you. I, he's saying good things. I mean, everybody had great things to say. Yeah. You know, I mean, why not? I mean, we were two of the highest graded quarterbacks yeah. at our position at Ever. the time. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And um, look ooh. at that. What a great picture. Mm-hmm. Six five two forty five. That's a great picture. Three thousand six hundred thirty seven yards passing, thirty three touchdowns. I, I I look like I'm about to to just just wreck the world in that photo. I mean, there's a swagger and a confidence that like. I almost, I'm almost surprised I haven't just stiff armed Peyton off the stage here and said, "This is, this is my time, right? <laughs> Back up off me." <laughs> Peyton just looks so dorky in that photo. I mean, the chaos spikes. Yeah, I, I see it's the chaos spikes neck in that picture. It's it just, was Curtis Enos, yeah. actually. 
Oh, behind you? That yeah. was the, oh, why did I think that was spikes? Well, they they look a little bit alike. No, no neck. That's why. <laughs> no neck. No neck. No neck. Um, Christine's had a Penn State. I should have known that. Yeah, Randy Moss would go twenty uh, first or so, something like that. Wow. Yeah. To Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were talking to David Shaw the other day on the radio, and he had said that he told Al Davis go get him, and that would have been a couple picks later. So. Yeah. We'll talk about my draft day experience when we come back to the Rich Eisen Show. I'm Ryan Leaf, filling in for Rich. Uh, Connor Rogers in the next hour as well. Thank you.